Hey there, Wedding Pro. This is Karen Hunt on the Celebration Pro Podcast. I am so excited to bring you all things to help empower you as a wedding professional and illuminate your dreams through confidence and connection so you can focus on your passion and celebrate all the wins. I've been in the industry over 14 years and as a former six-figure wedding planner and luxury resort wedding specialist, my passion is seeing other wedding vendors flourish in their business. As your personal wedding pro consultant, I'm popping the bottle and pouring you a tall glass of valuable topics from mindset growth to actionable income producing activities. We are breaking through that glass ceiling you've created for yourself to become the wedding pro you've always envisioned to be. So cheers to you. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today we have a special treat. We have another marketing pro coming on to us from the UK, which is very exciting. She has some fresh perspective. I would love for you to all warmly welcome Betna. Is it Poutney? Is that how I say your last yeah. name? Yeah. Okay. My listeners know I'm always going to ask how to pronounce things. So <laughs> Becca Poutney is the UK's leading wedding industry marketing expert um, and using her experience from her own wedding business. And she combines that with her previous career in media. Becca is now teaching business owners just like you how to go from feeling invisible to totally irresistible. I love that word, irresistible. Uh, (laughs) Becca is no stranger to the event industry, having built an award-winning wedding blog and consultancy business from the ground up in 2016. And she's also known for transforming the fortunes of businesses within the highly competitive, yes, wedding and event sector and has worked with over 1,000 businesses throughout her courses, membership, and speaking. Becca's mission is to inspire all of you that it's possible to turn your passion into profit by doing what you love. Becca, thank you so much for being on the Celebration Pro Podcast. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for welcoming a British voice onto the podcast. Yes, I love it. I love it. And there, I've had, um, I think, one or one, two others come from the UK. And I'm like, I'm going to have to come over, like find like a meeting spot and just have like a fun, like casual business powwow with everybody. Um, my cousin actually lives over there. So we'll plan that later, but <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. So I love, we all love a great like success story and, um, learning from like where this all came from, how you became the UK's leading wedding industry um, expert and and all the things. So you could just tell us a little bit about more about you and your business and what you do now. Okay. So I always say that my business story started way back as a child. So when I was growing up, my dad always taught me that life is about who you know, not what you know. And uh, he was really big on that. And he said, you can achieve anything you want to do in life if you know the right people. So when I was younger, I decided I wanted to work in television and radio. I wanted to work in the media industry. And where most people would say, that's impossible, you're never going to get to work in that. My dad is like, well, it's just about who you know. So he found his friend who worked in TV. And I did my work experience when I was 15 years old in a television studio, whereas all my friends were just, you know, in the school shop and all those kind of little things that their parents did. I was in the TV studio. And That was really exciting to me because it opened up this world of opportunity. So as you said in the intro, my background is in media. And so I worked in television and radio. I worked on some big hit shows that you guys have in the States as well, like Deal or No Deal. I worked on Dancing with the Stars, the equivalent here in the UK. 
And I absolutely loved it. But then I decided that I wanted to have kids and have a family and realized, okay, television, radio, all these crazy hours and parties is just not going to work. So I took what I had, which was, you know, a background in television and set up a wedding videography company. So I thought, you know, I can do this wedding video thing in my own time. So I set up a wedding videography company way back in 2013. And uh, in order to grow that, I started running some networking events for other wedding professionals, getting people together. And over those kind of few years where I was trying to promote my videography, people started asking me about marketing because that's what my background was in. And so I would go to these networking events intending to talk about my own business and actually ending up helping everyone with their marketing. And uh, that started to grow and I'd be advising people just off the cuff to the point where people are like, we should be paying you for this information. And so since 2016, that's exactly what's been happening. And eventually my videography company, I just closed it because I was too busy helping everyone with their marketing. And uh, I've taken all of that insight from working with some big clients, working on these big shows in television and radio, and now helping people have that business, taking their passion and doing what they love. So the group that's listening in, like my, my main listener, I mean, we have some people that are from all over the country, but the main group, um, who is like loyal to celebration pros, they all know my story. And the parallel is like a little crazy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we did the same thing. We did the networking events and all the things, cause we really don't have a lot of continued education here. And um, that's really how Celebration Pros began. So just like you, Becca, I was really um, leveraging your relationships and then just doing what's working, right, is is really how it goes. I love that. Yes. Well, um, I know that you have a really fun topic to chat with us about today, and I'm just going to jump right into it because I think those who have seen the the title for today... Um, are really going to resonate. I get this question all the time, but I personally despise the word ghosting because there are so many reasons why somebody may not be responding to you. Right. And the reason why I don't like the word ghosting is because we're all humans and we all have things going on in our lives. And it's almost like they're humaning you, right? Like <laughs> something probably came up and they didn't get back to you right away. So what is your response when your clients who you've been working with for all these years tell you that they're they're feeling ghosted? What What's your advice from there? Okay, so I am very straight to the point. And I think that for most people, if you are struggling at the moment, if people are not replying to you and you feel like you're in this place where people are ghosting you and that's what you're complaining about. Well, there's probably two main reasons and you'll fall into either one or both of these categories. Reason one is that the people who inquired didn't have enough information up front. They didn't make a good inquiry. So they weren't a good fit for you. They weren't in your price bracket. And therefore, they're now feeling awkward and embarrassed and have just disappeared off the face of the earth. Okay, so that's reason one that you as a pro haven't given them enough information up front before they made the inquiry in order to make it a good fit and then want to work with you. The second reason that you might be falling into this category is that you're not doing enough follow-up. I know so many people fall into this camp because we're so scared of following up. But I am the person who goes to do something, I don't know, pay for my child's dance class or sign up my child to football camp. And then literally 30 seconds after I go to do it, something else comes into my mind. I'm posting on Instagram. I'm putting on some washing. I'm doing a Zoom call. 
And then I totally forget to do it, not because I didn't intend to do it, but because something else came into my head. And if that person sends me a reminder, it's like, hey, Becca, you forgot to pay for the, the dance class. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you so much for sending me the reminder. So often when people are not replying to us, it's not because they don't want to. It's because something else came up they forgot and you need to do a better job at following up. So those are the two reasons. Either they didn't have enough information up front, which I'd like to get into a little bit more. Or secondly, you're not doing enough following up. And I I think that that is a, a huge factor. Absolutely. Um, I think something else too to remember is that we're all like at work during the day for the most of us, right? The majority of people are working during the day and they're probably giving us their personal emails. Most of the time I'm not like, I wouldn't see leads, you know, it would be like their name at Gmail or whatever. And so we would get, you know, real upset that, you know, we even sometimes you'd have a great conversation or something and then you're not hearing back. And it's because they have to remember to go back to their personal email to look for you. So sometimes having those phone call follow-ups even, or a voice text message or something like that, um, you know, figuring out, asking what's the best, you know, um, what's the best avenue of conversation that you prefer? You know, maybe it is phone, maybe it is DMs in my Instagram because that's where I chat. So I think understanding how your leads communicate is probably a big factor too. Yeah, absolutely. And also we're having a real problem here, and I'm sure you guys are too, with people getting emails dropping into spam folders. Oh. So they 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 just don't even get your email in the first place. So if you're not even trying to follow it up on a different mode or, you know, calling them, like you said, then it may not be their fault that they're ghosting you and you might yeah. be putting all this blame on them. So I actually, this is funny. So somebody in in my industry emailed me and asked for a favor and it's been sitting, I just kept it unread in my Google inbox. And she actually sent a follow-up email and I didn't see it because it was, it was still unread. And in Google, it like groups all your emails. So for those of you listening, like there's so many reasons why somebody might not be getting back to you. And all we can do as pros is make sure that we're a giving the right amount of information, like Becca saying on the front end and on our websites and where they're, where we're visible outside of the email. And then just making sure that we're, we are going through that follow-up routine. How many times do you think somebody should follow up before they decide to move on? (laughs) Well, I have a saying that I always say to my clients, which is it's not a no until it's a no. So if it's a not a no, it could still be a yes. So obviously we all have busy lives and we don't have time to do loads of following up. But actually, when you're sitting there thinking, I haven't had any inquiries for ages or I need some cash flow or I need something to happen. At that point, we can go back into all those people that have ignored us and go back through them and just contact them again and again and again, because it may be something's changed. You know, we don't want to be irritating, but ultimately it's not a no until it's a no and sometimes when we're irritating someone eventually at least they'll say actually I've already got a cake maker I've already got a wedding planner and then you can tick them off your list and never speak to them ever again right yeah and and if you're not following up I think that you're you're clearly missing the opportunity and somebody they're going to book with somebody right so why not continue to follow up until you know that um that you're not the right fit or that you are the right fit I think that's- yeah, and give them an out. 
give them an out. If you're worried about annoying someone, say in an email, like really briefly, hey, just wondering if you're still interested in my floristry service, my planning services. If you've already got a planner booked, if you've already got a florist booked, just reply the word booked and I'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. Just get people a really easy way to get out of it if they don't want to hear from you. Yeah, no, I love that. One of my favorites as like a first follow-up is bringing this to the top of your inbox. <laughs> like just nudging just to see if you're around. <laughs> I'll do that one every once in a while. Um, great. No, I think these are really great tips. Um, and I know that I know off the top of my head, a few pros in our community who are probably writing some notes. Um, so what do you think that someone can do right now to improve that engagement with their leads? And I know we've gone over a little bit of this, um, but is there something like actionable that somebody can do today to start, um, influencing more conversation with those people who they feel are ghosting? Yeah, absolutely. So I think this takes us to the other half. So we've talked about you not doing enough follow-up. But I also said the other reason people are ghosting you is because they weren't the right people in the first place. So we need to look at the first half of our process. And this is difficult because I call this the invisible part, because these are the people that are looking at our stuff before they contact us and we're giving them the information. Now, there's a wedding directory here in the UK called Bridebook, and they do loads of research. And some research that they brought out recently showed that for every couple who's looking for a supplier, they look at seven suppliers, but they only contact three of them. So if you're a florist, for example, or a planner or a photographer, people are looking at your stuff. They're looking at your Instagram. They're looking at your website and they're not actually getting in touch with you because they haven't got the information. Okay. So they're ghosting you before you even know they exist. So we need to look at why that is. Now I've got a bit of a quiz for you here. So in this research, they asked people the two things they were looking at, which would make them contact someone. What do you think either of those things were? It's a bit like family fortunes. So the two things that would make somebody contact them. Um, what they're looking for? What information yeah. are they looking for? To well, one, I would want to see images that reflected what I wanted. And two, yeah, I that's correct. Want, yeah, the other would be a brand messaging that re that's um, relatable. Okay, so the top answer with 73% of people was price. People wanted to know mm -hmm. how much something was going to cost and whether or not it was in their region of affordability. The second thing people were looking for was images and branding. So they wanted to know that you can be trusted, that they like what they can see. So if you are not giving this information up front, if people come to your site and they can't see your incredible images and they can't see a price bracket, then you're going to get either people just not ever inquiring because people don't want to be embarrassed or they're going to inquire to find out their information. You're going to do that first follow up. They're going to panic that they realize they can't work with you because they don't like your images or they don't like the price you've given them. And that's why they're ghosting you. So they're disappearing. Whereas if we can fix this kind of upfront, this invisible section by having all of these things on our website up front, people can make an informed decision before they contact us. So by the time they contact us, they're actually really quite ready to book with us because they already know they can afford us. They like our work. It's just about getting them over that line. 
I love that. And I, I always, cause I know that's always been like, do you, do you put pricing on your website or do you not? Like, we just want to get them on the phone and over my experience and, and learning and whatnot, I really do think you should have at the very least a starting price. Um, that, that way, like you're saying they're you're qualifying them before you even have your first, you know, like communicative touch with them. So I think that's, and I think advice. as well for me, when, I have to ask people when they say, should I put my prices on something? I say back to them, when was the last time you went ahead and bought something before you knew the price of it? Because we're so scared of being embarrassed, right? We could buy a handbag from a cheap shop for $10 or we could buy a handbag. It could cost $800, but we need to know roughly the region of the handbag we're looking at before we go in the store because no one wants to be embarrassed. No one wants to go to the checkout with an $800 handbag and then, then to say that's $800 and you to think, yikes, I have to now say, can you go put that back on the shelf? I only have $20. Like none of us want to do that. And so we won't go ahead with that purchase. We will just avoid it. So if we're not at least giving people a jumping off point to know whether we're roughly like, because you can have a, a photographer that costs $500. You could have a photographer that costs $10,000. We need to give people a little bit of a helping hand. No, I, yeah, I agree. And I think that's such a great example because it's so true. I, I remember when I was planning, I would have couples who say about certain things, they're like, price is no objects. Like this is what we want. Like maybe they wanted like the best food or the best entertainment or whatever. And then I would say, okay, no problem. And I would get them high tier, best of the best because price is no object and they clear that's what they wanted. And then they see the price tag and they're like, well, we know we said that, but, <laughs> and then they start like backtracking. And I think, you know, it, it's, it, it's needing a clarity too around um, budgeting and it, it, it's hard because the couples, it's like, this is their first time typically. And even if it's their second time, like if I, like I have one baby, if I had another baby, I'd have to like relearn everything because you don't remember. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, we really have to guide them through. Um, and so again, the more information that we give them on the front end, the better, and then it's really going to help them understand how to budget as well. If all of us aren't giving pricing. They're going to feel so lost and so stressed from day one. And what's our job? Our job is to make our clients lives easier. So let's start doing that. I love this. This is very, this is, and this is new information coming out. I don't know if it's really like new information, but I think it's, it's fresh. It's a fresh conversation that we haven't quite had here yet um, in this community. Well, Becca, thank you so much for all of that. Do you have any other tips or tricks that you want to share before we get into Q&A? Okay. So we've talked about pricing. We've talked about images, but I think there's a, just a couple of other things that you need to have in place before they inquire to make sure they're not going to um, ghost you. So those final things are kind of like my whole six pillars. So I would say you need the strong brand, you need the aspirational images, and you need the transparent pricing. On top of that, you need trustworthy reviews. And by trustworthy, I mean, they need to be somewhere like Facebook or Google where people can see they've been left by someone else rather than just on your website where you could have typed up your own review. People are looking at reviews. We know that for a fact. Then we need to make sure we have clear next steps. So the other reason people aren't inquiring with you is because they don't know what to do next. Have you ever been in a store and you pick up a dress and then you're like, right, I need to go pay for this dress. And then you can't find the checkout because the <laughs> store's so big. And like, and then there's all these signs and then you follow the signs and you get to a checkout and it's closed. And then you're like, I don't even know how to do this. I don't have time. I'll put the dress back. 
And we don't want people to be doing that. So we need to make it really clear. Okay, you like what you see, you like the prices, click here and book a call. Click here, book in my calendar. Click here, inquire. And then the final pillar is we need to have a whole house in order. Because if something is disjointed, people will lose the trust and they won't inquire with you and they won't want to work with you. So I see people who have incredible Instagram accounts and then you click on their website and it's an absolute shocker. Like they haven't looked at their website for years because they're putting all their energy into Instagram. But actually it all needs to fit together. If you have incredible aesthetic images and a beautiful Instagram page, your website needs to look just as good to keep it all in order. If you have these pillars, you will get more of the right people inquiring who can afford the prices, whatever those prices are. And you're going to have less people ghosting you down the line because they already know they want you before they even inquire. So I actually, I have, I, I do like theme days throughout the week and Friday is CEO day. Saturday is brainstorming for me. Um, everybody's a little different based off of what their profession is and their week looks like, but those are the days where I go into the back end of things like my website. I make sure that the links are working, like at your social media or LinkedIn, and just like figuring out where uh, where maybe uh, links might be broken. Maybe you have some things that were published years ago, and now when you click on that link, it goes to like a 404 error error page. So it is. It's really important to do that. Um, I recently was speaking with somebody and checking out. Um, just doing like a little overview audit of their their items. Their website was down. They had no idea their website hadn't been paid for, didn't exist, and it was on everything: Facebook, Instagram, and you couldn't. They, you know, they were like, "Well, this makes a lot of sense." Why nobody's been contacting me lately? So they have that up and running now, and they're seeing the difference. It's we get so lost in our business, we forget that we need to just look at those, you know, updating things. And I mean, it's in this world, everything moves so quickly that we really need to be aware and on top of it. So yeah. Yeah. I love that you have pillars. <laughs> Doesn't that make it easy? It's like North star. Okay. Where are we at? What's working? What's not working? That's great. Okay. Are we ready for some fun Q and a? Yes, I am. Awesome. Okay. So the first one, this one, you know, in celebration pros, we're all about um, a growth mindset and this can be personal or professional. I've had people tell me like like albums they're listening to, and I've had people tell me podcasts they're listening to. Um, what are you listening and or reading right now? Okay, so for the reading, I am an audible person. So I read books by listening to them because I just don't have time to sit down. But right now on my audible, I'm listening to a book called Disney You. I am a massive Disney fan and I just think from a business perspective, they do so many things well. There's so many things we can learn from. I have a big saying that I say to my clients all the time called Disney never discount. So when they feel like they need to drop their prices to make sales, I'm like, remember Disney never discount. <laughs> so I've been reading this book to understand more about the behind the scenes of how they run their company. And it's really frustrating to me because they actually do a course that you can go on as a business owner to learn about the Disney way but it's only open to Americans. So I can't go on it. So I'm having to read the unofficial guide, Disney U, on, listen to it on Audible. So that's where I'm at with that. And in terms of listening, well, I'm a massive musical theater fan as well. And so I just always have musical theater soundtracks on in the background. My whole life is just one big song. I love that. That is really fun. 
Where in my house, there's always like Disney musicals because of things like Moana and Elsa are on the TV. And <laughs> but yeah, no, that's awesome. That's such a fun way to learn. Um, hopefully, someone from Disney listens in and and realizes that they have a whole other market interested in our course. Um, all right, in one year, um, when I'm in the UK meeting up with you and all of our other. UK friends. <laughs> um, if we're popping a bottle, uh, what would we be celebrating personal or professionally? I love this question. I really have been thinking about it a lot. And the thing is for me, and I guess it's probably the same for you because we've come on a similar journey. For me, the real success is seeing the success that other people get from what they've learned from me. So for me, a client coming and learning something from me and then going away and having success and growing that business and becoming profitable and maybe being able to leave their full-time job just brings me so much joy. And so if there's someone listening to this today that actions any of the things we've discussed and gets results from it, that's what me and you are going to be celebrating in a year's time. I love that. It's true. That's why we're here. You know, it's it's uh, definitely a it's like our passion project. Like it all comes from a labor of love. Um, great. Well, Becca, where can everyone find you? And do you have anything that you want to share that's coming up in your business? Awesome. So yeah, the place I hang out the most is probably Instagram. You can find me on there at Becca Poutney. It's hard to spell, but I'm guessing it'll all be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And also if you've enjoyed our conversation, if you're thinking, yeah, I need to get better at some of this beginning stuff. I actually have a free audio a boot camp that you can go through. It won't cost you anything. It's five parts. You can listen to it wherever you are. And it will take you through some of these things and give you some tasks to do to get yourself visible and making sure you're transparent with your messaging. You can find that at wedprobootcamp.com. Wedprobootcamp.com. Um, I love that. Audio is like, it's the, it's so accessible. Like you were saying, for me, if I read, I like fall asleep. But I walk in the morning, I drive my kid to school, you know, there's so many, when you're folding laundry, whatever it is, um, it's so easy to just gain a little bit more insight or education or inspiration through our years. So Becca, this was amazing. I love your energy. If you're listening to the podcast, like come over to YouTube because she's got like all the hand motions. It's 9am where I am. So I'm still like drinking my tea and I'm a little less enthusiastic, I think on my end, but Becca, you've been amazing. It's been really fun. Um, it, just thank you for pouring into everybody here at Celebration Pros. Pleasure. I am beyond grateful to have you here on Celebration Pro Podcast. And I celebrate you for taking the step towards growth in your business. If you loved this episode, it would mean everything to me to hear from you by posting a review or sharing with someone you know would love it too. I'm wishing you a win today and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Until then, I'll be celebrating you. XO.